Welcome back, folks, to a very special edition of the Bench Mop Scrubs podcast. It's been quite a while. And, you know, truth be told, I heard I heard the whispers. I hear the rumblings. They're all over Twitter, all over Instagram, all over TikTok of our demise. But let me tell you, like KD, I read them on our burner accounts. But let it be known, we are not broken up like One Direction. We are not broken up like InSync. We are actually super InSync and back for a new episode of the BMS podcast. This is episode number 31, and we'd like to dedicate it to the GOAT of the 2003 NBA draft, number 31, Darko Milicic, who led the Detroit Pistons <laughs> to the 2004 NBA championship. Now, before we dive in to our po- top topics today, we'd like to introduce the dynamic brother duo combination of Abbas and Mustafa Ahmad. Basketball and ultimate frisbee extraordinaires. Now we are missing one of our key members, Ibrahim Chadri, who has been stricken with COVID, and we hope he makes a full recovery and he's doing much better. But we know these two are going to more than fill his shoes. So I'd like to introduce them. How does it feel, guys, to be on the podcast today? Oh man, this is a uh, this is a blessing. I have been waiting for a while to do this. And uh, I'm excited to let, let's get it going. Let's get rocking. All right. So we'll start with, the, with we'll start with our guests. You didn't today, ask guys. Abbas, bro. You got to let Abbas speak too. <laughs> yes, I, oh. You got you to let Abbas speak too. Abbas, I know he's just really Come like on, in shock. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> be shy. I don't want to, you know, just get him out of his comfort zone, you know? Well, you know, I, I had to, I was able to join this VR premium hockey uh, Zoom account. Shout out to Ibrahim. <laughs> which you never told us about (laughs) bro that's the biggest thing yeah ibrahim always holding out bro i've spent 38 (laughs) dollars over three months for no reason (laughs) shout out to ibrahim for uh for not sharing the wealth and you know keeping his business interests separate um you know you know the the funny thing was he's the one that told me to get the free trial (laughs) for the month but never suggested that classic Oh, that's that's my leader right there that's, my that's right that's yeah. right all these guys right here are super basketball experts i I am not the biggest basketball expert, and I'll be the first to admit that. Hey, Jamar Rosen. Yeah, right? <laughs> or, even though, even though I nailed, picks. I nailed the basketball picks like I normally do with anything in my life. But you know, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the experts dive deep into the playoffs. So, what is the, what has been the biggest surprise of the playoffs thus, thus far for each of you guys? And I'll start with uh, Mustafa. Oh man, the biggest surprise. Um, I think honestly, um, Boston Celtics, man, I didn't think they could carry their momentum from that second half of um, the all-star break. Um, so the second half of the season, sorry. Um, I didn't think they could carry that momentum going to the playoffs and they really dominated. I mean, I know the Bucks were without Middleton, but the way they defended Giannis, especially, you know, 37 year old Al Horford, he's criminally underrated as a center. Like, you can't look at his stats and, you know, like the box, he fills the stat sheet, but he does like all the little things kind of like Lonzo Ball does. Um, like he's insanely underrated. And then the rise of Grant Williams off the bench for them was huge, especially for that series. So um, I was very, very, very impressed with the way they um, defended Brooklyn as well and Milwaukee. And even now, like they um, – pretty much dominated a few of these games against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, And even Game 7, they had a big lead and scared me a little bit at the end there. They almost blew, like, what is it, like a 14-point lead with, like, a minute and a half left. It was crazy, crazy stuff. But, yeah, shout-out to Jason Tatum and brother Jalen Brown. Um, Congrats to them, and best of luck in the finals. Abbas, do you agree with that sentiment? Was it the Celtics for you, or is there any other team or player that surprised you? Well, one thing, Obed, you have to know is I'd never agree with my little, <laughs> little brother. On anything. I like that. I like. Um, I respect that. Yeah. Uh, no. No. He has. He has a point. But 
to be fair, and he knows this, I, I was actually on the Celtics, you could say bandwagon before him. Um, he was. With that being said, I think the biggest surprise for me thus far in the playoffs, and it's actually been a pleasant surprise, is just how competitive it's been, just how unpredictable it's been. Although I know there's a lot of sentiment about the blowouts, and, I, and I'm with you guys. There's, there's been some crazy games. Game one, it's like, oh, Boston's the best team in the league. Game two, it's like, oh, no, Jimmy Butler's the greatest player ever, right? So um, where is the lie? You always got his magnifying glass. No, <laughs> um, but no, no, it's been great just to just to not have like, you know, usually it's like, OK, LeBron James is coming in and from whether he's in the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference. It's kind of like, all right, we expect him to figure it out, even if he gets blown out game one, which I think if you look at his history, he's he's lost almost every game one of the series because I feel like he does it on purpose just so he can figure the team out formulate a strategy and then he just takes over right um even the warriors who i love the warriors and i think i said it before the season started yo yo you can check the receipts um <laughs> was if if everyone's healthy i thought the warriors would be in the finals what i didn't know is that memphis would almost knock them out without john moran right it's almost like they played better without john moran because they shared the ball they kind of even i would say um mimicked the warriors ball movement for, you know whereas when john Morant was in the game it was almost too much ISO and it was almost easier for them to, to defend. Right. And I think just the fact that we don't know who was going to win throughout the entire series kept it really entertaining for me. And that to me was the biggest surprise. And I think I said it in our group chat last night as well. You know, one last thing about the Celtics is one game, they just look like the best team ever. This next game, they're going to blow it. Right. Marcus smart doing smart, smart things. He's, all defensive, whatever, you know, one game. And then the next thing you know, he's making really, really dumb boneheaded plays. Um, J.R. So, Smith-esque, basically. Yeah, yeah, really, right? <laughs> like, it's like live and die by Marcus Smart. Same thing with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I feel like they've taken the next leap, but I, I just think they there's just so much. And granted, they're young, right? And there's just so much growth left. And I feel like we're in such a rush to, I feel like I'm just bouncing all over the place, but we're in such a rush to, put these guys on pedestals and call them superstars and, and all that good stuff. But um, I, I just feel like we need to wait a little bit to, you know, for them to show some more consistency. So there's that. There's definitely time. And, and, you know, just like uh, Yusuf, actually, I want, I want, I want to uh, throw it out to you because, you know, a uh, boss brought up a point of, you know, him being kind of figuring it out that, you know, the Celtics were probably going to be a team to look, uh, forward to after the second half of the season, just like Mustafa and Abbas were both saying, you were obviously wrong yesterday, choosing the Heat like you mostly are. Um, what do you? What is your surprise? <laughs> um, surprise of the uh, entire playoffs. That that was the question. Yeah. Uh, it was Jimmy Butler pulling up for that three with 21 <laughs> seconds to go. So the entire playoffs, uh, the that's your only surprise. That was it. That's that was it. it. No other that's surprises. It. You know, because... not the number one number one seat Phoenix losing or, yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. No, no. Okay. I, I mean, uh, honestly, I think um, my biggest surprise is uh, the playoffs as a whole. And, you know, Abbas kind of alluded to it um, was the blowouts, man, to be honest. Um, you know, during the regular season, you have these teams going neck and neck um, really close in records and you have close games during the regular season. Obviously, the playoffs is is a different monster. But, you know, uh, you know, whether you looked at a uh, a team that was seated one versus eight, two versus seven, there was talent on both sides. And, and it was insane to see that, you know, one game, right? Like Memphis, for example, blew out the Warriors by like 50 some points or something, right? And then the following time, uh, the Warriors do the same thing, obviously not at a 50 point margin, but pretty close to blowouts and it's crazy to see how one game is so different from the other and I don't think we've ever seen that lack of uh consistency uh in previous playoffs before so it, it was crazy because the series was close right it would be like 1-1 2-2 going to a game six but when you dive into the game itself I mean they just were over by like the third quarter you know um and then I think the other thing was how Minnesota almost pulled off an upset against uh, the Grizzlies. I, I think I, I can't speak for anybody else uh, on this podcast, but 
myself, I, I definitely underestimated the Timberwolves. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. But watching their games, and I think I watched that series the closest, to be honest, just because it was so close. And watching Anthony Edwards, uh, man, that guy is is fun to watch. And he's going to definitely be a rising star in the league. He already is. And then, obviously, you know, Carlo Anthony Towns. There's things that he can work on, too. But, man, that team is a, is a team to watch out for. And, you know, them blowing 25-point 20, leads twice in one game, you know, shows the inexperience that they have. But I think if they can get that down, um, that's just another team you add to the mix going into next year. Yes. Yep. So, so the entire playoffs, it was entire uh, playoffs, I mean, you know? Yeah, I get you. I get, it was, a, yeah. it was a microcosm of a lot of things, but you, you didn't like the series were close, but by the actual sheer number of it, four, two, right. four, three, but yeah, they were, it was like different games within the series that you're like, how is this even possible? Like exactly. blowouts. Yep. And it's not even just home teams blowing out. There were teams going on the road, blowing out the other team. Yeah. Just like, and and for me, I guess before before I asked Danielle, for me the biggest surprise was Dallas blowing out Phoenix in Game Seven. I did not see that coming, and it wasn't like if it was a close game, I understand, but I think it was an expectation that it it was it would. I thought Phoenix was going to go to the finals, if not, you know, tough seven game series with Golden State. But for them not to even make it this far. Yeah. Um, I was I was absolutely shocked and just the way Chris Paul kind of just unfolded at the end. I mean, such a, you know, a, a top 10 point guard, you can say. I know people argue top five, but definitely top 10 point guard of all time. And he really doesn't have much to show for it at this point. I he's mean, not like that. You hear Pat Bev? He's not like that. But James Harden deserves the bag, though, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> See, here, here's a serious question, and I don't mean to cut off a bait, but you know, you brought up Chris Paul, and we got legit, you know, two basketball experts, guys who follow the game really closely, Abbas and Mustafa. What do you guys think is the issue with Chris Paul just falling short? You know what I mean? Is it is it fatigue? You guys think it's fatigue, or is it mental? I mean, because it's crazy how good he is in the regular season, and then you know, early on in the playoffs, but then when like it's the bright light. Some, something happens. And I don't know if it's fatigue or what, what, what do you guys think? I'll let my brother go first. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll let you go first. Um, so I do think fatigue obviously played a factor. Uh, he's what? 36, 36, 37, something like 37, that. Yeah. 36, 37. Um, you know, as much. So there was a lot of Devin Booker stands out there on my Twitter who are saying that he, he deserves MVP, you know, CP3 when he was hurt throughout the season, Devin Booker really carried, blah, 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 blah. Where was Devin Booker in, in the playoffs? I'll be honest. He showed up a couple games, right? But otherwise, I felt like it was really a lot of it was on Chris Paul to close out games, to really step in and play a big role. Um, and to your, to your, you know, directly to your question, it's more so I think we need to take a step back and, really understand that there's a difference between being an all-time great, which is, which Chris Paul is, but being an all-time great champion, right? And so I think we really need to take, take the time to really appreciate the guys who have gotten it done um, because it's not like Chris Paul doesn't have a great team around him, right? Like Phoenix Suns, Obed, everyone else really just, they were the best team in the regular season. Yeah. A lot of analysts, a lot of us Twitter analysts, whatever you want to call it, casual basketball fans even, had Phoenix Suns going all the way, or at least to the finals, not losing to basically Luka Doncic and, and who else, right? Like And, the, the, and like right. the way they lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In a game right? seven. Exactly. And then, you know, there was the whole controversy about Chris Paul. Is he hurt? He's limping. Pat Bev tweeted right before the oh, game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's like stay woke, you know, everyone, like you're gonna see him limping, blah blah blah. And dude, at this point of the season, everyone's hurt. We all know that, right? No one is hundred percent right. healthy going into the playoffs. There's always Knicks and whatever, and especially if you're that old. Um, but you know, I, I think age fatigue, but really it's for me, it's more so just appreciating the guys that have gotten not only had an all-time great career stats-wise and, and all that good stuff, but have really been able to get the job done, right? Mm -hmm. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant's um, of the world, you know, even to even me- Steph, Even Steph yeah, Curry. Yeah, yeah, Steph Curry, right? So Steph Curry to me is top five all-time point guard. 
and probably top three, and we can get into that later if we want to, but, um, you know, say what you want about him, say that Katie carried him, say that LeBron lost injuries, whatever, right? Like at the end of the day, I'm going to use Yo-Yo's favorite line, excuses, excuses, right? Katie, <laughs> Katie had his toe on the three-point line. I don't yeah. know, right? So, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, so it's just really got to appreciate the guys who are able to get it done while also appreciating Chris Paul for what he is. He can literally put him on any team, and he can take that team probably to the playoffs. He took OKC, turned that entire franchise around. Even Phoenix, Devin Booker hadn't done anything before he got there. So, you know, I'm not, I don't want to rag on Chris Paul. I think he's an all-time great. I think the fact that the entire league vouches for him, his greatness, his character says a lot, right? Um, I just do think that you got to you gotta delineate between being an all-time great and then just being a champion. Oh, he's kind of like the like the Tom Thibodeau of uh, point guards. Oh, like, he'll get oh, you there, wow. but he oh, can't get you God. all the way. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, come on. Come oh, on, okay. Oh. That makes sense. I, I mean, I was come just, on, that's the, based off everything, that just made sense is what you guys were saying, you know? <laughs> oh, man. what about you mustafa yeah i think my brother pretty much summed it up um i think a lot of it was definitely um fatigue you know like like we all know he's 37 years old he's been doing this for what 16 seasons probably more 17 18 seasons um and you know he has a history of always you know there's always a hamstring or a wrist or a finger or a hand, something always nagging heading into the playoffs for him. Um, and then obviously, you know, the more minutes he plays, the heavy minutes, 40 minutes, I think eventually um, he was playing per game, um, even against Dallas um, or something close to that. And I think it just got to him. And, you know, Dallas is a really like credit to Dallas. They're a really physical, smart, high IQ um, defensive team. Um, credit to Jason Kidd for turning that around midseason. Um, and you know, Luca is Luca, man. That's the difference we saw between him and Booker. People were saying Devin Booker's better than Luca Dodgich, and I was like, nah, man. And Luca proved why he's he's a superstar for sure. And I think you know, eventually, um, he'll be able to win one or two, maybe more championships down the line. But yeah, a lot of it for Chris Paul was fatigue and the defensive schemes that Dallas was running to, um, make it difficult for him to enter the paint area because, you know, once he's into that free throw line, mid range area, he's pretty much automatic. Um, and yeah, that's I think fatigue and mix of defensive schemes really, um, did that to Chris Paul. Now back to kind of the original question of kind of the surprises, Danielle, you don't think it's Phoenix, right? That was your biggest surprise. I know you're, you're a little bit more insightful than me. Um, for me, I had two. So for team wise, I think uh going to talk about Yusuf's favorite team here. The only team to get swept in the playoffs, the Brooklyn Nets. That yes. was a surprise. <laughs> I think that was a surprise for all of us. I don't think get I mean, the heck, some well, of us, yeah. to get swept. Get swept, I'm saying, get swept yeah, nobody yeah. thought that the Brooklyn Nets with a healthy Kyrie, a healthy Durant, were going to get swept. I was surprised by that. But the individual that surprised me the most in the playoffs even though I didn't trust them as much, was James Harden. Mm. Averaging 18.5 points in the playoffs with eight assists and four turnovers when he has a superstar such as Embiid, right? And, you know, he gave up near the end, even game um, seven or six when they lost, when they blew the, what's it called, uh, when they lost against the uh, the team. Uh, I'm forgetting who they lost against. But nonetheless, he gave up in the second half. I think he only took two shots. Um, and it's kind of surprising because, you know, he's been jumping from one team to another. You know, he was in Houston, uh, left there. Uh, then he went to the Nets, didn't want to deal with Kyrie drama. Then he left that for the Sixers to be with a superstar in Embiid. And Embiid played while well. he was injured. He was still gutting it through, did his best. And Harden did not show up. And a lot of people said, including me, that on that team in the playoffs, Tyrese Maxey was the second best player. Oh, and, yeah. you're, mm-hmm. and you're talking about Harden being the superstar just a year or two ago, you would, people were making cases. I know in our group, we we're talking about him being the top five player. Um, and now look at him. Like people are questioning if he's even, you know, worthy of a super max, you know, I would rather give that money to Zach Levine than I would to James Harden, to be honest. Um, I'm not saying either deserves it, but I feel like I would trust Matt Levine more than I would Harden. And it's kind of disappointing because it's not that he's, 
there's a mixture of he's struggling because his age might be up there and he's not healthy all the time. uh, And he doesn't take care of himself in the off season, but it's also the fact that I think he gives up and he doesn't, you know, it's like he gave up in the end. And I think his teammates saw that and beat saw that made a little comment in the post game. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen because they did give up a lot. They gave up in B they gave up some shooting with Seth Curry. They gave up a big and they gave up a couple of draft picks. So we'll see what happens. But to me, Harden was the biggest, um, you know, surprise of the playoffs because the first five games with the, the Sixers, they were so good. People were, I think Perkins called them the greatest duo possibly um, in the future. So that was, ex- that was very surprising to me. Shout out to Yusuf for, uh, knowing the Brooklyn Nets were never going to make it this far. So I'm going to, it's gets tough for me to say this, but props to Yusuf for, for well, the one that. thing that I've ever gotten right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the funny, you know, the funny thing is the, the last two teams that Kyrie Irving and Katie respectively play for are in the finals without That's them. Crazy. That's crazy. That is That's crazy. actually crazy. Good fact. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we'll jump into our next, uh, obviously, now we're in the finals now, Golden State, Boston. Um, I know a lot of us didn't have that uh, moving forward, and, and uh, but, you know, not surprising with how they've played thus far. Um, what are you guys' keys for the finals? And ultimately, who do you guys think will win the, the finals? Uh, I can start, um, and I'll keep this short and pretty brief. Um, I think the biggest thing is um, the the one thing that stood out for me in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat was the turnovers, man. Uh, The Celtics literally gave a few games to the Heat, you know? I mean, and we're talking about, like, I think one game they had 24 turnovers, Another game, they had 18 turnovers. Another game, they had 16 turnovers. Playoff basketball, you really can't do that, you know? I mean, you don't have to be an expert to know that. And so I I think they really have to be disciplined with the ball in the finals, especially against a team like Golden State, who will kill you with the three ball. You know, And, and that's the thing with the Warriors. They will make you pay for those turnovers. Not necessarily as much as maybe the Miami Heat could, but... I think, you know, that that offensive powerhouse that the Warriors are led by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, even Jordan Poole now, um, man, uh, if the Celtics want to win the finals, they're going to have to cut down their turnovers and really uh, limit their mistakes. Um, number two, I think in terms of who's going to win the finals, I'm going to have to give it to the experienced team. You know, the Warriors are uh, playing elite basketball um they're playing like they were i I think when they were playing in 2016 2017 whatever that was um and i think for me you know uh, abbas was talking about steph curry you know maybe top three top five and i'm certainly not going to argue against it but i think if steph curry wins the finals this year round i think it's a little bit different from the finals he's won with kd um because I, i I compare that to how LeBron won in Miami, you know, with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. And then he went to Cleveland and won a championship there. After that, I was like, dang, all right, this guy, he's next level. I think similarly, uh, I think I'm going to have a same reaction with Steph Curry because with everything this team has been through, right? Like Clay Thompson was out for two years. They missed the playoffs. Uh, They battled injuries during the regular season. And Steph Curry's still been that one constant for that team because I think Draymond was out for a little little while as well. Uh, if Steph Curry can can pull it off, and I think we all know who the leader of that team is, right? Even when KD was there, we kind of knew who the leader of the Warriors was. So I think this is going to definitely put them in a different class um, if, if they pull it out. And uh, I just think experience is going to get the best of uh, the Celtics, um, the lack thereof, I should say. And then... If they can't clean it up, I think the Warriors uh, will win it. And um, man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six games. Okay. All right. That's, move yeah, that's where I'm at. Move. Uh, I guess I'll just go real quick. Um, I thought that you know, I just uh, kind of what Abbas was saying earlier about if 
Warriors were healthy, he thought they'd go to the finals. I kind of had similar sentiments before the season started. Um, I'm going to stick with that. I think the Warriors will win. I, you know, I don't even think the Warriors are playing their best at this point. I think Curry's not really shooting his best right now. Thompson really hasn't found his shooting touch. Um, And they've kind of won the series pretty convincingly that they've, uh, that they've played thus far. Uh, I'm going to say Warriors in five. And I think uh, this is the year um, Curry's going to get that MVP. I, I really think this is going to be the year for him. But I'm going to say five games, but I'm not going to say they're going to be like crazy blowouts like we've had before. Um, I think they're going to be relatively tightly contested. Um, but, but, but I'm still going to give the edge to the more experienced team unless Jason Tatum can prove, uh, prove me wrong. So a couple of things. I obeyed actually hit my prediction right on the right on the head. So I said worries in five, and I agree with you. It's gonna be close. It's funny because you know we were talking about Brooklyn getting swept. Those games were actually close until the last couple of minutes, right? Um, but they still took the L, right? So <clears throat> if it's a close game, if it's uh if it's a blowout, it's still a loss. Exactly. Um, so I, I was actually looking this up the other day, and this is actually the first finals, right? That features the top two teams in defensive efficiency since when, Yusuf? If you're a real Bulls fan, who did the Bulls play in 1996? Oh, the uh, Seattle Sonics, baby. Yeah, there you go. So that was the <laughs> last time that we had a finals matchup that had the top two teams in defensive efficiency. Dang, so that, that's crazy. That's yeah. a that's a nice uh, <clears throat> pearl there. Yeah, so that's a little nugget. Um, so for basketball junkies like you and I and and. <laughs> And all of us on here that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun um but but the keys for me so for the warriors really it's you know and yo-yo you talked about turnovers for the celtics talk about turnovers for the warriors man uh funny with such a such a veteran team led by your draymond greens and curry and clay and whoever a lot of turnovers man they're playing a little bit too loose and too fast with the that's ball true. um and, and so that's that definitely needs to they need to clean that up. I think they're averaging close to 15. I want to say last time I checked uh, turnovers per game in the playoffs. Um, or teams have converted that for similar points, so 15 or 16 points. Um, so they really need to take care of the ball. And you know that kind of segues into my point about the Warriors having to play a really really great defense, who's also switch heavy, right? And that. Um, can really kind of nullify a lot of their, what they like to do uh, on offense, right? They have a lot of switching. They have a lot of picks, backdoor cuts, right? They're really, really creative. Steve Kerr is with his offensive game plan and they have the right personnel for it. But I think as we saw in the Memphis series, right? The Memphis Grizzlies were able to keep up with all that switching, keep up with all that confusion. And I think the Warriors were able to beat them just off, off of sheer experience, right? And I think that's actually going to help them that experience of going through a young hungry Memphis Grizzlies team who was also switch heavy on defense uh, will allow them to kind of get past the Celtics in five games I want to say six at the most but I'm going to go with five games um also Gary Payton Jr is back right so um he's going to be available apparently so that's going to be huge and uh you know just to have a lockdown perimeter defender um he's he helps with, you know, Draymond with, with really anchoring that defense for the Celtics. It's really them kind of getting some days off to rest, right? The, the Warriors are going to have about a week off since the last series. They haven't gone to any game sevens this playoffs, which is huge, right? For a veteran team, the Celtics have been playing tons of heavy minutes, you know, and, and I think my brother pointed out Horford's age and how critical he's been for the Celtics. Smart's been banged up, right? Um, so them getting a couple of days off is, it will, will, will help for them, but it's going to come down to how good is Tatum? Is he ready for the big stage? Is he ready to go up against a savvy, savvy veteran, smart Warriors team, right? Like I've seen Draymond Green dismantle offenses all by himself, right? Um, so it, it's going to be interesting, but, you know, I'm going with the Warriors in five. Where are you at, Mustafa? Yeah, um, I disagree, by the way. I don't think they're going to gentlemen sweep them. I think it's going to go seven games. Um, and to answer, your, yeah, to answer your question about the prediction, I think I'm going to ride with my um, prediction from the second round, which I had. And I said that um, one of these Easter, or no, it was in the conference finals, I think, game one, 
um, Boston, Miami, I said, one of these teams wins, they're going to win the championship. And I think my brother had said that as well. And I agreed with him, but I guess he switched up now. So that's okay. But yeah, actually this is um, another quick stat here um, that I found today. Um, so the Celtics and the Warriors are actually the top two teams, respectively, um, in, in the in the clutch. So they have the best clutch stats in the fourth quarter. So that will be very, very interesting um, to see if any blowouts happen. Um, and I don't think they will. I think every game is going to be within five to ten points. Um, it's going to be really close. And I think that, you know, the last two to five minutes of every game, it's going to be insanely fun to watch. Um, but as far as the keys to the series go, um, for Golden State, they will definitely have to take care of the ball because they tend to struggle um, with turnovers against teams that can uh, match up with them very physically. And we saw that with um, we saw that with um, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, and we, as we all know, I think Boston was the best defensive team towards that second half of the season, and even in the playoffs, I think they've been statistically um, the best team. Um, as far as defensive efficiency goes. And um, I think that the X factor will definitely be Clay Thompson for Golden State. Man, this guy, he was really, really struggling. Um, and I really felt for him because I, yeah, I love Clay Thompson. And, like, he's a really chill guy. Like, he seems like a really um, fun guy to be around. He's, you know, he's a, he's a champion. He's a warrior. He's really tough, really, really good um, defensively. Um, but, you know, it was really tough watching him just force up shots um, all playoffs long. And it was very inconsistent. Like he'd have two or three really off games. And then all of a sudden he'll have like his, you know, prime, you know, vintage Clay Thompson type game where he just goes off, turns into a microwave. Um, so I think he will have to be huge in helping um, Steph Curry as far as the offensive workload goes. Um, because, you know, Marcus, Mar Mar Marcus Smart is a pit bull. Jalen Brown's a pit bull. Jason Tatum's a pit bull. They have a lot of guys that they can throw around on stuff. Um, so I think Clay and Poole will have to step up a lot. And for Boston, um, same thing, take care of the ball, but I think they'll have to get out and run in transition a lot. They'll have to um, really kind of tire out Golden State. I know it's tough because they've had a lot of time off, but they'll have to get out and run. They're, they're the younger team. And I think as far as athleticism goes, they are, they are very athletic. So they should be able to get out in transition. Um, but yeah, that's that. Those are my keys, and that's my prediction. We got Boston and seven. All right, we got two two for Golden State. No, no, Yusuf, you're three. also a Golden State, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the only yeah, ones we've for... so far. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Daniel? Are you gonna? Uh, what are you gonna uh, do? So I want to talk about these two teams, man. I mean, if you look at it, these two teams, uh, their management has done a great job. If you think about it. All the players they've drafted and yeah. groomed themselves. The Golden State, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Kaminga now, and Jordan Poole, which is crazy. And on the other side, you got the Celtics with, you know, Tatum, Brown, Smart, Grant Williams now. And these guys are not usually the final teams. They'll be there. And then they usually have a couple of years of uh, a couple of years of window to win the finals. But I feel like both these teams are going to be there for a long haul uh, and definitely will be fighting for more championships. So kind of showcases how important great management is uh, to a successful organization. And um, a lot of teams can learn from this, especially the Chicago Bulls, who I think have uh, because they got AKA. So that's exciting. Um, so for me, when I'm looking at the, this final, I'm very excited because I think this is going to be better than if the heat were in it, even though we all love Jimmy Butler here. Uh, but I think the Boston Celtics are going to give the golden state, I'll run for their money. Um, when I look at the matchup, I come down to a couple of things. Experience, like we all said, the edge goes to the Golden State Warriors because they've been to the finals the last uh, out of the last eight years. They've been there six years, which is crazy to think about. Uh, best player, I think, in the series uh, is uh, belongs to Golden State, which is Steph, uh, Steph Curry. Home court belongs to Golden State. Golden State only lost one game in the playoffs at home this year, which is kind of insane as well and then the last thing which i think is really important i think a lot of people are forgetting is held um warriors are healthy the boston celtics are not what i mean by that is they are having all their players play but they're not at full strength robert williams he was limping a little bit he's he's been playing injured marcus smart with his ankle even tatum had some neck issues so and the last two series 
they've been um they've went to game seven so and on the other hand you got the golden state who just won four to one against the maps and then uh beat the grizzlies 42 um and you know obviously i think it's two different paths i feel like golden state has had a very easy path played the denver nuggets without its two stars no murray no uh porter uh then they played uh the Grizzlies without John Morant last two games. Then they played the Mavs. Mavs are good, but I don't know if, you know, no one expected them to be there. And Luka's the only all-star on that team. Boston Celtics, the Nets. Some of us had them winning the championship. Then you got the uh, the Bucks, the championship from, the champions from last year. And then you got the Miami Heat number one seed. So it's two different, view, uh, you know, sides coming in. One's been had, has had a tough road. One's had a pretty easy road. And I think the, tough road could be beneficial to the Celtics because they've went through the trouble. They've faced those obstacles. Uh, and I think that could be in favor of the Boston Celtics because they've been there. They know how to fight back. Uh, but in the end, I think the talent on the Golden State Warriors is too much. Uh, Steph, Clay, Poole. Poole's going to be an all-star soon. Uh, and Draymond Green with the defense and, uh, you know, the passing abilities. Uh, I have the Golden State Warriors winning in six as well. Whoa, as, whoa, uh, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Yeah. You, oh. said the, you said the Celtics had a harder path than yes. the Warriors in the final. Yes, yes, yes. Playing who? KD, Kyrie, and who? So the, uh, the, the Celtics played the, uh, what's it called? They played first round the Nets, Kyrie yep. and Katie. Okay. A lot of people had them uh, going deep in the playoffs, if not the championship. I uh, did. Then after that, you. <laughs> I did, and I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. So there, yeah. And then, then you have the Bucks, who were the, the champions from here. And I think all of us had the Bucks going into the finals without uh, Chris Middleton. Right. Without yes, Chris Middleton, but so. still, I think I, I think some of us still had them getting out. Um, but yeah, I get the Chris Middleton thing, but still, Giannis is a beast and he's an MVP and he's a champion. I think, uh, you know, they went to Game Seven, so it wasn't like they, you know, went to Game Five or Six. And then you have the Heat. Well, I know we're injured, but I feel like that's number one seed as well. And if you compare the two, the other side, you're looking at the Denver Nuggets without with only Joker. Then you have Grizzlies two games missed without their all-star John Morant and then the Mavs. So in my opinion, I think it's pretty clear that the Celtics had a tougher road, at least for me. I don't know if you guys, what do you guys I, think? I mean, I, I think if you look at it, if you just compare the teams and just not focus on the matchup so much, like you could, you could argue Brooklyn is better than Denver. Uh, Milwaukee is better than Memphis and Miami is better than Dallas. Correct. Yeah. In my, yeah. So that would automatically logically make it that Boston well, yeah, has had a harder you think time. it was the other way around or you thought it was much no closer? no no I think I think it's I don't like I feel like I don't think it's as as big of a disparity as as what okay. you're what you're thinking um and I think we also need to keep in mind that yes Robert Williams has been banged up and of course like Marcus Smart has kind of like nagging injuries here and there but I think overall if you look across the league the, the Celtics have been lucky and fortunate um in terms of injuries at least in the playoffs and putting in some context for the warriors clay thompson coming back we don't know what he's going to look like right he literally like they just literally told him every time you get the ball you can shoot you have the green light that dude was a walking brick you don't know what you're getting from him night to night i feel like he's just getting back into into like being more like clay thompson at least offensively um Jordan Poole, really young. So I feel like the Warriors and Steve Kerr just really just trusting his team, experimenting with different lineups um, has been really impressive to me. Um, but I guess to Ben's point, if you just compare the two teams, the team that they played uh, in, in a vacuum, yeah, you could say that the Celtics have played tougher competition. I just don't think it's as big of a disparity. <clears throat> And, I, and ultimately, I don't think it matters as much anymore because yeah. truly it is, like you said, if it's in a vacuum order, but at the yeah. end of the day, right now, it's just going to be, you know, the Warriors and, and Celtics and how they match up, you know, like you guys were alluding to earlier about it being kind of a, the two teams with the best defensive defensive efficiencies kind of facing off. But um, we're going to see kind of what it comes down to and who can, what's going to matter more. Uh is experience going to trump the youth at this point? So we'll see kind of how it goes, but I want to end off with a little bit of a rapid fire of, of questions. And so uh, essentially uh, I'm going to ask a couple of questions and kind of 
it could be a one word, one statement kind of an answer. And I'll start with Abbas. Um, what if every team in the playoffs, uh, in these 2022 playoffs, was healthy at full strength? What two teams would come out to be in the championship today? Healthy at full strength, I think we'd see. Um, and of course, this this is sort of hindsight, right? Because uh, again, I had I had Brooklyn going in the finals. Um, I'm going to go Bucks would be in the finals, healthy at full strength. And I'm going to go from the West. Hmm, this is tough. I think I'll stick with the Warriors. Um, I do think that Memphis had a chance this year, as young as they are, which is really, really crazy, really, really impressive if Ja was healthy. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Warriors from the West. I'm going to go Bucks. Giannis would have been back in the finals and potentially going for, for another ring. So Okay. What yeah. about you, Mustafa? If every team was at full strength, the Bulls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a Yusuf answer. <laughs> yeah, that's a Yusuf answer. Okay. Hey, okay. Now you're officially a podcast yeah. member. Yeah, I had to. He's Sorry. learned well. <laughs> yeah. No, um, honestly, I, I'm gonna stick. Um, I'm gonna stick actually with my with the teams that are currently in there. So I still think oh, Golden nice. State will pull it through, um, and I still think that Boston would have made it. Um, Ime Udoka is just. You know, he's a top, he's an elite coach, top, I would say top five coach um, this year, at least. Um, I know he's, a, I think he's still a rookie coach as his first year coaching, but yeah, I would say, you know, he's very elite. Um, and the way that Boston plays defense, man, they're so, they're tough. They're, they're really tough. Um, it would have been closer if Middleton was healthy um, for that Buck Celtic series. But again, like looking at Middleton, he was all season long, he was inconsistent. You know, he was dropping 20 a game, but it wasn't as efficient as it was um, during their championship year run last year. Um, so yeah, I still think Boston would get in and I still think Golden State would get in from the West. What about you, Danielle? Okay, so for me, the East, I, I think it would not have been the Celtics. I think it would have been the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. or the Heat. I think with Hero being out the last game, Game 7, I think made a big um, impact for the Heat. I think Plus one he, was, he was out quite a while in, the, in that, that series too. anyway. Exactly. So for that's for the East, I, I think the Warriors uh, would have come out um, you know, if every team was healthy. But there is one team I want to mention that could have given, uh, that could have kind of uh, caused a stir in the playoffs this year if this team was healthy. The New Orleans Pelicans, who did not have Zion Williamson who are going to be really, really good next year, just to watch. But because they almost gave a scare to the Phoenix Suns, just an FYI. Uh, and I feel like if with Zion, anything could have happened. Uh, and then they could have beat the Mavs and maybe seen the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. But they're going to be really good to uh, watch next year. Yeah, if, if we can control Zion's diet, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what about you? Lay off the bumper two burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Yusuf? Um, no, I think uh, I would have to agree with Abbas here. You know, um, I think if Middleton was still there, uh, I think Giannis uh, would have taken the Milwaukee Bucks to the finals. I mean, that team's deep. Uh, and I think Chris Middleton not being there really did hurt them. Um, I, I want to say the Miami Heat, like uh, uh, Danielle said, because I'm a Jimmy Butler lifer. But I think when if it were to come down to it, and the Eastern Conference Finals went down to the Bucks and the Miami Heat, fully healthy, um, after I've seen what Giannis has been able to do and how he keeps leveling up his game, uh, it's it's hard to, you know, bet against that guy. So I think he would have definitely got to the finals, and I will say that he probably would have repeated. Is what I'm going to say. Um, back-to-back final championships from the West. Um, it's hard to argue against the Warriors, man. Um, before the playoffs started, uh, I had the Phoenix Suns going to the finals again, but obviously the inconsistencies with whatever happens to Chris Paul at the end um, is detrimental to them. And you know, I mean, we, we gotta uh, let Devin Booker have it too, right? I mean, he didn't show up a, a few times as well, but the Warriors are consistent. Um, despite how easy their path may have been, uh, as Daniel would say, I I would tend to disagree. I think, you know, when you're in the playoffs, uh, no path is easy. And, you know, injuries are part of the game. So uh, the two teams that are deserving of being in the finals are in it now. You know, everything else is shoulda, woulda, coulda. But if everything was healthy, I would say the Bucks and the Warriors for sure. 
All right. I'm going to say uh, I agree. I think Bucks, if, uh, if they had Middleton, I think they could have. Uh, I don't even think would have gotten seven games um, against Boston, truth be told. Um, I think they would have kind of gone through uh, very reasonably through the East. And my su- I'm going to kind of give you guys a surprise. I'm going to say if at full strength, I think this team has a legitimate shot to be the best team in the NBA next year is the Denver Nuggets. If they had Jamal Murray back Ooh, and if they had um, Michael Porter uh, with Nicola, you know, with the Joker there, I think they have a shot and I think they could have done. I mean, yeah, there was a few close games against the Warriors that they had and the, yes, they did lose four one, but they were severely kind of undermanned uh, moving forward. And I, I, you know, I truly think, I think they have all the talent in the world. And if, they weren't injured and they were at full strength and just how Jamal was p- playing before his, um, you know, before his injury, I think they have a shot to, to go all the way this year. They could have had a shot to go this year. Definitely next year, they're going to be a team to watch out because they're only going to get better. They're, they're, they're very young still. And you just had a, you know, back-to-back MVP seasons and he's only going to get better anyway. So uh, I think that's the team to look out for. And I, I think it would have been Denver and um, uh, Milwaukee. And I would have loved to see, uh, the the last two MVPs uh, face off each other. Well deserved MVPs, by the way, Daniel. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, agree. No, I mean, I think Joker. I, I, you're right. I think he he uh, deserved it more, but I think Embiid played really well too. I think it was really really close, to be honest. All right, uh, two more rapid fires, real quick. <laughs> two, two, two more rap, rapid fires, real quick. Who is the best player in the world right now? Giannis, Giannis. onto the Kumpo, man. Giannis. 100%. Giannis, yeah, I, yeah. Giannis, Abbas, you agree? Yeah, I wanted to say Kyrie Irving just to see you <laughs> see <his> reaction. <laughs> I would be twitching. Yeah, I mean, Ramadan Kyrie. I think it's Giannis. <laughs> I think it's Giannis. I think there's no other explanation either. You know, how can you argue against? Giannis? So, you, so, so today you start a franchise <laughs> over Kevin. Uh, if you have Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis. Uh, the, and the and the Joker and Embiid, you choose Giannis. All all of yeah. you guys choose Giannis. One thousand yeah. percent. The guy 100%. has an yeah. endless motor. He has the right attitude. He doesn't That's, stop playing. Yeah, he, attitude, yeah. Yes. both yes. hands, both hands. Right. And, and and honestly, I know this is gonna sound kind of weird, but I think because him being foreign and kind of coming from a less fortunate background is probably helps me choose him more because you know he's gonna keep fighting. Like you know, you were alluding mm-hmm. to his attitude. He's always gonna keep wanting to be better and better he's not he's not going to kind of james harden it and be like ah whatever it is what it is or kevin durant it so i think that that's a key word and since we're on that topic will lebron james be a laker next year yes yeah Yeah. he's he's not i don't see him leaving la not next year yeah i think he should come to chicago though no i don't think he leaves i think he's gonna retire laker personally speaking Um, i think uh, but if Bronny, because he wants to play with Bronny, not right? next year though. Yeah, no, no, not next year. I mean, he's going to be with the Lakers next year, I think. But if we're talking about his future career in totality, I think uh, he will end up suiting up for the team that. Yeah, definitely. Bronny, he said you know, that. Unless yeah, the Lakers do. I think he's planning his uh, his contract that way, so he becomes yeah. a free agent mm-hmm. when right. his son comes in. So. Yeah. Bring him to the Bulls. Just draft him. Awesome, that's what they're saying. They're talking about too. He's like not a. I don't know if he's gonna be a first round pick, but people might just want to get him just so they can attract LeBron. LeBron for a year. That's crazy, isn't that crazy? Does LeBron ever win uh, another championship? No, no, he's I don't done. see it happening. Yeah, me um, no, unless unless like goes back to Golden State. Unless something. yeah, <laughs> unless unless Golden State or Memphis or you know like the. The Nuggets draft Bronny and LeBron is coming off the bench. Yeah. So he's not, yep. you know what I mean? Something like that. But I'm going to say yes. One more. <laughs> One, One more in the tank. The other optimist. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get his fifth he's ring. Come huh? back. Okay. One, 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 one time to tie it with uh, Kobe. Do you think, yeah. do you think um, he'll win it with LA or do you think he'll win it when he goes to a different team with Bronny? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Out. You know, I, I don't think. I think it'll have to be Los Angeles Lakers because really, whoever, yeah, because uh, I I think if he plays with Bronny, it'll be one year, and I don't think it'll be enough. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, he's yeah. too late in his career so then to make that big then, of a difference. Then what you're saying is he's gonna win in the next two years. Yeah, before Bronny okay. comes, he won't win a championship with Bronny. Yeah. Okay. 
He won't win once with Russell Westbrook either, bro. Yeah, we're not gonna, no. we're not gonna go. <laughs> yeah, they, they gotta <laughs> fix that situation. Obey, I, I got a question for these guys. I know you're done. Yeah. Are you done with your rapid question? I, I'm done. I'm done with my rapid okay. fire. So I now got a question. I got a, two, a, a rapid fire questions. I got a question for these three because I know we got to talk about the Bulls. Uh, two part question: Is Zach Levine gonna be on the Bulls next year? And what is one move the Bulls should make for next year? Trade for you guys Giannis. take it off. Go ahead. Who wants to go for it? Go ahead. Trade, trade for Giannis. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Brandon. he's going to be on the Bulls. We're going to okay. offer the max. Um, we better, right? Um, and then one move that we need to make. Well, Patrick Williams and, uh, you know, Patrick Williams needs to take a leap, man. So yeah. does Io. Uh, but definitely Patrick Williams needs to make a leap. But in terms of like trading or signing, we definitely need a wing defender. We need a big, we need like a four. We need one of those modern day bigs. I mean, look at like Kavon Looney for the Warriors, right? Look at like Bam, look at, you know, some of those types of bigs that can really just switch everything. They can, they're, they're big, they're physical, versatile. They can make, they can play make, right? So like when Levine gets trapped up top, he can dump it off to someone Draymond Green even, right? Something like that, where they can make a play out of it, whether they score, whether they make the right pass, whatever it is. Um, we need someone like that. And I know it's easier said than done. I don't know who that person is, honestly, at this point. Uh, we may have to wait till uh, not this free agency, but the next one to get someone like that. So that's off to. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think we need a, a big man for sure. Uh, that's number one, and I think that's the glaring issue. I really, really hope and wish that whenever MB's contract is up, it would be so legit to have him in Chicago. I think um, that would be insane, dude. That that we would be title contenders immediately, right? And then the yeah. other thing, uh, man, you know, uh, I was wrong about Kobe White. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh man! So, so, we finally said we just it. Finally. we need we need a consistent shooter. shooter you know somebody who can knock down those shots and uh i i don't know who that person is either uh maybe mustafa does i know mustafa really knows up and coming guys and people who are showing uh promise so i would leave it to his judgment but i think those are the two big things we're missing but you know i i, I want to circle back and say the bulls aren't that far right we need a healthy lonzo ball which is another thing i was wrong about because man, these guys were didn't the Bulls start like four and zero, and then they were like nine and one or something. We like were that. a number one seed, I think, uh, in the up All-Star until also break, yeah, uh, so, or number so, two or something like that. Yeah. Right. So um, we got the pieces. I think there's just little things that we need to fine tune, and then it, uh, get a new medical staff. Man, uh, is like, Levine coming back? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think yeah, yeah. I think Levine comes back. Yeah. I must have. Yeah, so first off, I think Levine definitely comes back. He loves Chicago. Like, he's been expressive about it. His wife's been expressive about it. Um, I think there was a video that came out, and some fan walked up to her, and they were like, uh, don't let Levine – or don't let Zach leave. And she was like, he won't. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, so, Inside yeah, I don't think he leaves. I think all this nonsense, all these rumors that you see, I think it's all clutch sports. You know how clutch sports works. Rich Paul, like, you know, he wants to make sure that Zach gets the max. And for some reason, um, I think people people are saying he's not worth the max. People are saying sign and trade for 25 games of Anthony Davis. I'm like, bro, no. no. I think no. I think the best option is definitely offering him the max. He's worth that money. He's worked hard every year. Um, you know, he's a dog. He's a scorer, elite scorer, 25 point per game on 50% shooting type score, 40% from three, you know, those guys are so hard to replace, um, especially in today's, in, in today's NBA, like you need um, a guaranteed score. And I think he needs to take um, one more step. He needs to get on that LeBron, uh, LeBron diet or something, man. Like he needs to stay healthy because looking into the past three, four seasons, he's always had something nagging towards the end of the year. It's always an ankle um, or, you know, like knee soreness, or his back even. Um, and I think that goes down to what Yo-Yo said about the medical staff. You know, like, I definitely agree. We we need, I don't know what is happening, man. Like, because <laughs> when AK got here, he replaced, um, I think his name was Jeff Tanaka, which was the head athletic yeah. trainer, actually. So he replaced him only. I actually thought they replaced the medical staff, but they didn't. 
So I was wrong about that. But yeah, they need new doctors. I don't know who the doctor is, but you should just, I think you should just Cole, take right? that job, bro. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. But uh, it would be in a worse situation if I was there. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> but, no, no, no. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the reason I say there's something going on there, and I think I messaged uh, Mustafa about this too, is it's the same medical staff for the White Sox. Mm. And the White yeah. Sox deal with injuries <laughs> all the time too. Yeah. Right. I, I, like a boss is the one White Sox fan oh, on this uh, podcast. So he can elaborate <laughs> on that too. So like what, what is going on? You know, why yeah, is Zach Levine going to Los Angeles for like a second opinion? Lonzo Ball, same thing. You know, like that shouldn't be happening. It's Chicago. You got Rush University. You got University of Chicago, Northwestern. I mean, I, I, I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Like, and I think the athletic staff, the training staff also needs to, you know. Yeah, yeah, that too. Better. They need to work on, you know, strengthening Lonzo Ball's lower body, especially because he's had the same injury his rookie year and he was in and out of the lineup. And it's really affecting him because in the offseason, it's really important to build that chemistry with your team. And if you're always hurt, it's not going to happen. Like you need continuity and you need everyone to be healthy. Um, would, and that's really concerning. Who was the staff when Tibbs was uh, playing everyone like 75? I think it was the same. I think it's the same guys. So, the same okay. guys. Okay. Got it. No, because honestly, we didn't have, when we, yeah, we had like, the crazy, you know, we, we don't want to get into it, but we had the crazy injuries for Derek Rose and stuff, but oh, yeah. we didn't, we didn't have like these repetitive, you know what I mean? Like repetitive. Yeah. yeah not, not yeah. repetitive, but I think the one thing that I did notice is like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the one time uh, Joe Kim like rolled his ankle, right? Yeah. It yeah, took yeah. Him longer to come back than it mm-hmm. typically would. I don't know. Yeah. And then like even same with like Luol Deng, Rip Hamilton was out for like a That's decent true. amount of time it's not the repeating injuries, but it's just like, why is it taking them so long to come yeah. back? What? I don't know. It's weird. So even, I mean, even with Zoe, it, it was like, no one thought it was a meniscus tear. Remember mm-hmm. before he yes. even got the surgery, everyone was like, Oh, it's probably just a sore knee. Even the doctors were like, it's nothing serious. And all of a sudden the next day I get this Woj notification. It's like this guy, you know, Lonzo Woj needs surgery Dude. for a meniscus tear. And I'm just like, what? Like this guy looked healthy all year. And then, you know, he was yeah. playing that. I think it was the Miami game. Yeah, something like it was a Miami game, I think, where he started back to back when they got blown out. You know yeah, what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy is I don't know if you guys uh, listened to Lavar Ball on yeah, Kaplan yeah, show. Yeah, and he mentioned that after we had talked about you know the medical set, he said that they were like either stretching him wrong or like doing yeah. stuff that like he yeah, was, stretching. He's like this is not yeah. So like it's not just us. That's so that's hopefully they take yeah. that into uh, action and make sure yeah. they get the right staff there. Yeah. Yeah, but, but um, for yeah, me, so, yeah. I'm gonna say what the Bulls need is that they need a Patrick Beverly on their team. I think that is something that they really miss. Someone that's just gonna like you know, like everyone's nice and stuff. I think you need. Bro, they got Tristan to... Thompson. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you like him though? Did you like him? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> he kind of had I a like bad the... effect. I mean, the team kind of had a bad losing record <laughs> yeah, never... we got after we got him. But I think getting a big man would be cool. I think Zach Levine is gonna stay, but I would not be shocked. If AK pulls a move, um, I think if we can somehow get Aiden or something would be awesome. Trade away Wooch and draft picks or some and someone. Uh, I think Aiden would be good because I know he's uh, not happy with the situation in the Phoenix at Phoenix. So obey them. Yeah. We are done with our Bulls conversation. You wow, can... you didn't ask me. That's that's <laughs> but, uh, that's fine. It's what cool. would you like to say, yeah. Obey? It's cool. You know, I think they should get some good players to make sure that they're better <laughs> next year. <laughs> No, but I think definitely adding two-way players will help. Um, but I looked at the free agency class for this coming offseason, and it's just not yeah. – It's not. there's no one. There's no star. Levine no, is the um, biggest star, Yusuf, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Levine, I think. But definitely. I think and Harden, adding, no, unless you want Harden. <laughs> Harden I, think, I, I, think, want Harden. I think Miami is going to make a trade to get Joel Embiid. Ooh. Oh, okay, I could see that happening. Actually. I could see that I could happening. See that. Yeah, so did because... you know Max Strauss used to be on the Windy City um, yeah. D-League team? Are and we never serious? got him? Dude, yeah. that's what I'm saying, man. No, he, he, played, he played some, I think, regular season games for us, but then we cut him right after. And he well, was you know who was on the assistant? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that it matters as much now, but... Nick, uh, Nick Nurse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Avas uh, said it. Nick fight? Nurse was uh, a developmental coach for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, Ugh. which is wild. Uh, but I have a question for And for wait, wait, can I just say one thing? Sorry about <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. Let's not forget Thibodeau wanted Draymond Green. 
Yeah, but we man. drafted uh, Marcus Teague, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, Marquis Teague, Marquise, and then we oh traded. We drafted uh, McDermott, and we traded oh. away Nurkic. We traded away Nurkic. Yeah, we just want to. Are you serious? Yeah, we just oh, we I traded away. We traded away Nurkic, and I think a second round, I think, to Denver. Wow, wow, for, and that turned out to be Jokic, I think. Dude. I might have gotten that wrong, but. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's just say that's factual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't Bro, either. Nick Nurse, what about Phil, physician assistant? Okay, okay all right. Sorry. So, <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut oh you off. <laughs> oh, man. I also want to end the podcast like that. Okay, make sure you add it, you edit it and put that at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the base joke of the day. Uh, is Kyrie Irving going to be a Brooklyn Net? Yes or no, and if not, where will he end up? <clears throat> no, and Los Angeles Lakers. Oh my God. <laughs> he might. LeBron might get his fifth done, right? If, that's uh, true. If right? Honestly, LeBron's been the only guy that's been able to deal with that guy. Yeah, if you look that's at crazy. it, that is crazy. That's true. That's but why he's the greatest player ever. That's a really good yeah. question. Um, <laughs> I don't think he is, but I have no clue which team he's going to go to. I think Kyrie's yeah. going to get traded, but I have no clue what team uh, he'll end up on. So that's my answer. So, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, like his trade value is really like it's probably been the lowest it's ever been for his career now. Because, yeah. you know, like I don't think any team's going to give him a max. And at most, they'll give him one to two years. And they Would won't, you guys they won't do it for Chicago? Max. Nope. No. I don't trust him. No. I don't think so. I don't. See, I don't see a difference between him and AD. Then, like, I mean, AD is injured, but Kyrie. You know what? Though, you know, listen. I think Chicago would be a good option. You know why? Because we sit with such a good Muslim community. I'm sure he can go under someone's <laughs> wing. Yeah, tell him to go to DS or something. I think. I think. He, imagine playing frisbee with Kyrie Irving. Welcome in. Welcome into the group. Yo, that would be sick. How would Yo Yo feel about that? Like, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like. Look what Yusuf said oh. about you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Um, no, man, that would be legit. You know, I, I, I like. Look, Alhamdulillah, man, he's Muslim, right? Like, I, I got nothing against that, and I, I think it's awesome that he uh, shouts out, you know, the, his Muslim brothers and sisters, and he fasted during Ramadan during the playoffs. But I think, like, he has a lot of double standards, right? I mean, he, he has so much potential. That's what gets under my skin is the amount of change and amount of difference he can make being such an amazing basketball player. And he just goes about it in an awkward and weird way, you know? And, and it just, I'm just like, dude, stop, you know? So I don't know. I can but I go. Think no matter what he did use he would get criticized one way or another. That's the thing. It's the if, way if he, he goes about it. But I'm saying if he did everything and you're like, he's my favorite player because he's doing it the right way, I'm sure there's going to be 10 other anti-Yusufs be like, no, I don't like the way he's doing this. So, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, truth be told, I mean, no matter what he does, he's going to be criticized. That's just kind of the level of stardom that he has is that you cannot please everybody. So he's just going about it the way he thinks is right. And we have to, I guess, one way or another respect that, whether we agree or whether we disagree. You know, if you were a professional basketball player as a Muslim, I'm I can guarantee you you would have a lot of fans, but then you would also have a lot of people that are against you for whatever reason. Probably. I think everybody has haters, but he's very polarizing, right? I mean, like there's a added amount of people who necessarily wouldn't be talking about Kyrie Irving's antics, um, who do because of the stuff that he brings up, right? I mean, like, think about it, for example. He was on the Cavaliers. He was on Boston. Now he's on Brooklyn. He just doesn't have a great track record, right? And picking and choosing when to play. Everybody's saying that, hey, once James Harden's there, Kevin Durant's there, and Kyrie Irving is there, game, set, match. These guys are going to the finals, and they're going to win the finals. But now, in retrospect, you look back, and you can pretty much blame Kyrie Irving for James Harden leaving the Brooklyn Nets, right? So there's just something that I think irks people a different way as opposed mm. to your normal haters that you would have, basically. I get you. I get you. Yeah, I respect uh, that. That being said, thanks again for everyone for listening to us. Thank you, Abbas and Mustafa. Yo, seriously, us. man. Abbas Absolutely. and Mustafa need to show up on this podcast a lot Expressing more. Expressing their 
extensive basketball knowledge and expertise. And I can speak on the behalf of, uh, of all of us saying we'd be honored to have you guys again at any time, be it basketball or football or uh, curling, whatever you guys want to discuss. Um, or yeah, Frisbee too. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. We can talk about our top five there. Um, so, <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for everyone for listening. Uh, catch us next time on the pod and we'll give you more content and more insight moving forward. Catch us on the socials and IG and Twitter. Peace out, y'all. And Danielle, stay active on that Twitter, okay? Yeah, bro. I've been telling you for weeks, this guy. I deleted that. I haven't been back. Shout out at Aki Analytics. Uh, yes. Give him a follow on LinkedIn, Instagram, Absolutely. Facebook, there you Twitter. Shameless plug. For your tech One. needs. Ibrahim, let's get on that Zoom Pro account. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're going to yeah. hop on off. If I don't you owe me it, $30, $38. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,